0: Barrett Sundaraisen is part of the SEN commentary team. He's over there covering for it. I had a word with him on air, off air, I should say. I said, I'm cranky. He reckons we should cut him some slack. I say no. Barrett Sundaraisen, thanks for joining us on Sports Day
1: no is it all guys yeah I'll, I'll try to make you as less cranky as possible let's <laughs> let's, let's give it a go good luck Mate, with
0: that already doing that by just having a chat to you one of the greats now you're part of the SEN commentary team along with Jared Waitley who how how's he going barat he's just finished the super bowl now he's heading to <laughs> delhi for the second test of course uh, harsha bogle is a part of our team for the second test and also you've got the the great kasper and a, and a, a cast of thousands there before we do talk cricket um, social media is showing you're on an eating tour uh, of India is this true? What's the best local <laughs> snack you've enjoyed so far? Because this is your home country.
1: Ah, uh, no it is my home country yeah, I'm, I'm a kind of, like my hometown is Mumbai, like where I originally come from so uh, I won't get there to before the, the little break between the second and third test, so I'm looking forward to uh, heading home, meeting my mother and meeting all my friends, but Before that, I just thought, like, you know, I'll ease myself into it. So I've been easing myself into some street food, which uh, Nagpur is in the same state as Mumbai. So you get a lot of things you get in Mumbai and Nagpur. So I just thought last night, I took a break from the rest of the Aussie pack, just walked the streets, you know, felt wanted to feel like a local again. And it was lovely. And most importantly, uh, my, my, you know, I had a bad feeling that Adelaide had weakened my, my Stomach up, but like, I think I'm, I'm glad my digestive
2: system is able to cope with everything, uh, like it did all those years ago. Yeah, nice. I would just overload on naan bread. Well, can if I? To India, actually, it's a good point, Sats.
0: Bharat, I've asked Casper to find out for me, but he's looking for a goat curry, so he's preoccupied. Uh, is cheesy naan a thing in India, or is that something that we've taken and, and made up in Australia? <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, I mean the cheesy naan is uh, to India what the chica roll is to Australia. <laughs> I think that's the best way I'll put it. So, <laughs> oh, great stuff! I mean, look, people do have a have a cheesy naan, but not all over all around India. It's a very, uh, it's in the northern part of India. So, what you call Indian food in Australia is pretty much this food that comes from one particular state, which is Punjab. So, uh, no, it's very different from state to state. And we are on our way to Delhi. I'm at the airport right now. Uh, and yeah, we'll have a lot of naan in Delhi, but then it'll we'll change once we head from there to Indore.
2: Oh, there you nice, go. nice. Now, uh, former Australian skipper Michael Clark uh, Barrett has uh, stated that he believes that Australia's backed themselves into a corner with Swetson going home, and now there's three off spinners in line, Murphy, uh, Kuneman coming over, Travis Head there as well. There's four if you want to add him as well. Do, do you agree with his comments that Australia may have backed themselves into a corner?
1: Um, I I still think um, you know if you just leave out that 91 all out and maybe the Jadeja akshar Patel partnership, uh, I love Australia and India pretty close till that point, and then things just slipped away very rapidly. Um, and I, I don't I don't completely agree with uh, my T. on that one because I think they still have a lot of variety. I mean, Mitchell Stark is already in Delhi, and uh, from all reports, he should be good to go in the second test. So that that already you have variety, and with Stark bowling, you'll also make sure that uh, there's a lot of rough spots outside. The right-hander's option awesome then help Nathan Lyon and Todd Murphy. And Cooler is the left-arm spinner. So he'll turn the ball the other way in case Australia want to go into the third spinner, which is unlikely with Cam Green. still not fit or 100% fit or definitely not fit enough to be playing as a, as an all-rounder. So, which means that, you know, they'll have to stick with the two-seam, two-spin attack combination. But I, I don't think it's a, it's a question of options or variety that Australia are lacking. I think it's just Look, it happens to many teams come here, they plan, they prepare, and then there's the reality check of playing test cricket in India. I mean, there's a reason India lost only two matches in the last um, six or seven years, and just literally what five matches in the last 15 or 20 years in India. So it is a very difficult place to win and to compete. So I think it's more to do that, how they get themselves up from the just the shock and the of what happened in our tour in that second innings.
2: Well, it's no different to touring teams when we, we open up with the Gabba. A lot of teams really struggle with the Gabba. Um, now, Barrett, uh, Todd Murphy, his performance outstanding. Uh, you've seen a lot of cricket over the years. Where does that rank in in, in debut performances?
1: Oh, I mean, it's right up there. And uh, honestly, like you have to tell yourself repeatedly that he was on debut. He bore, like a seasoned officer someone who's uh, played a lot of first-class cricket and like someone who's played a lot of first-class cricket in the subcontinent. I mean, he bowled as well as the Indian spinners did. Uh, his change of pace, his variations, his control. Uh, it was, a, you know, it was a performance of uh, someone who just looks like he's made to be a superstar. Uh, and look, Jason that took eight wickets at this very venue in 2008. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he still didn't look as... Uh, Convincing as Todd Murphy does already, so I think Australia have really found themselves a megastar. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, after having played just seven or eight first-class matches, so just the way he did at 22, this tells you how special he is already.
0: Um, Bharat, I saw a great interview you did with uh, Alex Carey. If you want to check it out, look for SCN Crickets uh, on social media. You'll see it there. You you, ha- you had the chance to have a catch-up with uh, Alex Carey. You've condensed that. Have a, have a listen to
2: this. Proactiveness, braveness, and, yeah, believing in that method and the patience as well along the way. So we had a great look at it firsthand with with Sharma and Jadaisa and Aksar, um, and we've spoken a lot about it. So... Yeah, and conditions might be different in Delhi. So, you know, stay open-minded, um, play what's in front of you, um, play the ball, play the conditions, um, and do it for
0: a long amount of time. Now, you did do a great interview with him, and that's just a, a small cut of it. But you know what I'm starting to hear from the Australian cricket team? And, Sats, you've picked it up as well, buzzwords. It's motivational rubbish. The only t- the, the, If I hear the word brave one more time, they're not going to war, right? But seriously, all they had to do was dig in and bat. India managed to do it. Yes, and I know they're used to those conditions, but our batting performance in Nagpur was one of the worst I've ever seen. And and their reaction to that is we need to be proactive and brave. I'm not hearing the right words, Bharat. Uh,
1: I, I don't know what the right words are to describe uh, the, the collapse and also to describe um, how you need to get out of it, but uh, I mean, all I can say is um, they are right when they say they weren't proactive, uh, and you just have to look at the way a lot of the Aussie batters got out. I mean, stuck in their trees, getting LBW, and I think that was the biggest issue because you saw them train in Bangalore uh, and even in Nagpur. There was a lot of uh, there were a lot of them using their feet, using the sweep shot, but when it came time to you know, and it happens in India, like things can just just run away from you very very quickly. Uh, And in that spell, in those 32 overs, they absolutely just panicked. You can see, you could see uh, with their footwork, it was so tentative and uh, they just stayed in the crease. No sweep shots were attempted before Alex Carey ironically came out to bat. So, uh, I mean, look, yeah, you're right though. I mean, you can talk about being brave and being proactive, but it's really up to you to do that under the caution, under the pressure that uh, East Test cricket in India. Uh, And unfortunately for Australia, they haven't started off on a great note. The first time they were put under that pressure, they just collapsed. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, the only way is the way up from here, to be honest. It's a lot like India getting bowled out for 36, if you remember in Adelaide. Mm. I mean, if they could fight back from that, then you just have to back the Australians to fight back from this.
0: Barrett, is uh, your first selection with the batsman? is it Travis Head? Would you be rushing him straight back into the side?
1: I mean, it's left to me for sure. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a bit of South Australian bias there as well. Huh. Uh, and, and he's got the moustache going as well. The last mm-hmm. time he had that moustache, he had <laughs> scored that famous 100 at the Gabba against Freeman. <laughs> and I didn't make it a point to let him know that. So, uh, No, I think um, just, just the confidence he came on this tour with. Like, yes, he struggled in Sri Lanka, but uh, he just had a great home summer. It felt like he was batting as well as he ever has. Uh, and then to be left out uh, would, would uh, hopefully it hasn't had a big role to play in denting his confidence. But I would bring him back in. I know it would be unfair on, on Matt Renshaw, uh, but Matt Renshaw just I was very surprised with the way he played spin. He was he looked shell shocked really against mm. the against Ashwin and Jais. After having batted so well in the last few years uh, in Shield cricket and elsewhere, so uh, just for that, I, and this is a big test. If it's, Australia it's, go down here, it's all over. So, I do think it might be a, 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 a drastic move, but I would bring Travis Head right back in.
2: David Warner, Barrett, now his average while playing overseas post 2018 is, is average at best. Uh, disappointing at best. It's, I think it's just average is just over 20. Now, if stats played a role in Travis Head losing his position batting in the subcontinent in years past, do you think the same may occur with David Warner in the second test? Or because it's so important this game, do you think they'll go with experience and keep him in there?
1: Uh, I don't see them pulling the plug this early. Um, uh, at least, I mean, look, he didn't look very proactive that word again, but at least he spent some time out at there in the middle in the second inning, David Warner. But uh, it's a question of, come Delhi, uh, do you want to, uh, do, do, who do you see having a chance of scoring rounds? I mean, do you think David Warner with his experience can just you know, kind of, he's so he's been backed into a corner and we've seen him do his best when he's been backed into a corner in the past. So do you back him to do that and score some runs? Or do you, you know, throw Renshaw up the order or Travis Head up the order, as some have suggested? I think for, for the Delhi test, and David Warner knows those conditions really well. He's played a lot of IPL cricket in Delhi. I, w- I would back him in. It's, it'll, it will be different to Nakhpo, different kind of play. The ball will keep low. Uh, but at the moment, I... Think the you know the Warner gets into the playing eleven for mine, for mine, and uh, I think the Australian selectors uh, will feel
0: the same. Right, yeah, and Travis Head has to be there. He's also that third spinning option, mm. which would have been better than uh, Manus Lavashane's mm. pies that he was throwing up on uh, day three. Hey, before we let you go, a couple of more things. What did you make the conspiracy theorists in Australia, me included? uh The third test being moved to uh, <laughs> indoor, uh, away from the pace-friendly pitch. Um, thoughts on that? and What's what's the word in India on that change of venue for the third test?
1: Look, guys, all I'll say is every time I walked around uh, the stadium in Nashpur, I got a lot of love, but there were also a couple of guys in particular who kept running up to me, right, running down the stands whenever they saw me and demanding if I had any other conspiracy theories because this one allegedly <laughs> had failed, the one about the pitch in nashpur So, I'm not getting sucked into any of those. <laughs> now, look, and it's when they say pace-friendly conditions in Dharamsara, you're you're not talking to WACA or the GABA, trust me. They'll, it's basically just there'll be more bounce. It's in an altitude, so the ball would have swung a little more. But having said that, I don't think it uh, there is any conspiracy. Look, it's it's happened before in Dharamsara. It is a very odd venue in terms of its location in the foothills of the Himalayas. Uh, and it's been a very cold winter for them. They, the winter is still not over there. So I think it's more to do with that. Than, and, and look, it's also the home base of the sports minister of India and uh, the whose brother is the treasurer of uh, the BCCI. So they would have tried everything they could to hold on to that test. Uh, I don't think they really care if <laughs> the ball swings or spins. It's more about, you know, it, it's the power show. So I, I think it's just a case of the um, outfield genuinely not having been ready for this test.
0: And finally, what about the WPL auction? Uh, Overnights, Ash Gardner a half a million bucks for three weeks' work. It's finally yeah. arrived. I, I was a little bit surprised by Alyssa Healy. Only only a hundred and twenty two grand for three weeks' work. Um, geez, the Aussie girls did well, didn't they?
1: Oh, very much so. And look, there, there used to be this trend with the men's IPL when it started for the first three, four, five, six years. Even now, it continues. The, the highest earners in the IPL auction are always Australian, when it right? so overseas players. Uh, and I mean, you just have to look at their Australian women's team, uh, arguably one of the most indomitable sporting units the world has ever seen. So There's no surprises that a lot of them have gone for a lot of money, and there are no surprises that Ash Gardner, I mean, with her all-round skills and uh, her record against India in particular, has got uh, you know top billing there. Uh, and, and look, this will keep growing. It's uh, it's, a, it's a beginning, uh, but they'll have more teams. There'll be more money. Uh, and we'll very soon, I think in the next few years, have our first ever uh, women's uh, cricketer becoming a millionaire at an IPL or a women's Premier League auction.
0: Yeah, wow, it's incredible, isn't it? All right, Bharat, we know you've got to get on a flight to Delhi. We look forward to the second test, day one, all the action on SEN. You can get that by listening to your SEN radio stations or by downloading the SEN app. Good luck with the core, Bharat Sundarazan. And as always, mate, we appreciate your time on Sports Day.
1: No worries at all. And look, you do sound less cranky already. So, my yeah. job well done, brother. Yeah, well no, done. I'm
0: thinking about cheesy well naan bread. That's why. I'm, I'm pretty good. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, cheers,
2: guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time.